0: the degenerate gambler of the group (laughs) what paid better rich strike winning the 2022 kentucky derby or a cat or a katniss pd parlay in the 74th hundred games (laughs) not bad you stole the show mark what are we watching
1: movie tales i'll have what she's having hosted by mark jeff and Nick. Round up the
0: usual suspects.
1: 3 lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your
2: huckleberry.
1: Sometimes serious. I want to make him an
2: awfully game.
1: <laughs> Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you,
2: Well, I think we're watching The Hunger Games. And just the first one this week. Going back to 2012. Ten years, you guys, The Hunger Games. It's been ten years since The the Hunger Games phenomenon took over the world. And for those of you who need a uh, brief recap... In a dystopian future, the totalitarian nation of Panem is divided into 12 districts in the capital. Each year, two young representatives from each district are selected by lottery to participate in the Hunger Games. Part entertainment, part brutal retribution for a past rebellion, the televised games are broadcast throughout Panem. The 24 participants are forced to eliminate their competitors, which... While the citizens of Panama required to watch, when 16-year-old Katniss young sister Prim is selected as District 12's female representative, Katniss volunteers to take her place. She and her male counterpart, Peta, are pitted against bigger, stronger representatives, some of whom have trained for this their whole lives.
1: <laughs> now, I went with this
2: intro because it was from Suzanne Collins, and she's the author, so I was like, yeah, we'll use Suzanne's intro this week. That was her... Uh, That was her uh, contribution to IMDb. She posted She she
0: posted on IMDb. (laughs) Yeah. Go, Susan.
2: So, kudos to her. But um, you guys remember when you saw this movie? 10 years ago. Did you see it in the theater, Nico?
1: Yeah. I I, I took my girlfriend at the time and it was like one of our first dates and it brought us like closer together. How cool is that, right? Are you guys
2: still together today?
1: No, obviously not. <laughs> but like she she'd read all the books, so like she was really excited and like it was like oh, a yeah. cool thing to take your girlfriend to. It made her the appreciate the more The books were a big afterwards. deal. The books were a big deal. And I didn't know that, right? I was just fake hyping it for her sake, but it you know, obviously I knew being a movie fan that it was a big deal. I remember real quick, I remember Jodie Foster being kinda of like uh, Jennifer Lawrence's mentor and saying kind of guiding her about how much it was about to change her life, even though she was well known from Winter's Bone already. But yeah. She guided her through that. That's
2: awesome. Jeff, you see this in the theater?
0: Yeah, I saw this opening weekend with my wife. Uh, It was actually, we saw all three of them together. We love these movies. Uh, I remember everyone at grad school, uh, this came out when I was in grad school, and everybody was talking about the book. Uh, I'd read about it. I'd read that it was so good they were actually starting to teach it in middle and high school English classes. Um, And... It was fantastic. Uh, good memories uh, we I think we saw every one of the Hunger Games me and the wife on opening weekend. We loved it. Yeah, I movies. mean and it
2: was three books, they split the last one into two movies, so four movies, four consecutive years. And, I mean and they, they every one of them was a home run at the box office and you know the books were all home runs obviously. And you guys like you guys like all four? You seen all no, four? No.
1: I actually don't I, I have, but I remember only liking the first one, which makes this even more special, right? Okay.
2: Okay. where do you stand like, Jeff you like them
0: all I like all four um, I like them
2: all too I like them all too I need too. To, I,
0: it it I think you have to take it as a whole uh like like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings like I think you almost have to take I I kind of almost wish it was a trilogy because yeah. it feels more like a trilogy I'm a little annoyed that they although there was enough material there yeah. it didn't feel forced that they split the last one but that's like a new thing they started doing splitting the last book they, with I and mean, they did it with Harry Potter. Yeah. I think they did it with the Twilight series too yeah but it like it feels more like a trilogy than it does
2: a I'm with you quad. and it was based on the books so
0: yeah so, but um yeah, yeah. but I like, office, I, know. But I liked all the, of it.
2: The movie studios just wanted more money right <laughs> That's, <laughs> that's, exactly what, that's what, what
0: bugs me is it feels like a cash grab a little bit. <laughs> but I guess there's if I remember seeing them because I, I don't think I've seen most of the sequels since the theater. Uh, not because I don't like them. I just, just haven't. It, but I think there seemed like there was enough material. Like, I don't remember thinking like, man, they should have combined the last two other than it just, it did feel kind of like a cash grab. Um, but I think, I think it tells, I really enjoy the broader story that it's telling. Uh, and
2: yeah, but uh, I love I, with Nico, I, I, as much as I, I enjoy the sequels, but the first one is definitely, uh, it, Significantly better than the other ones, I think, Um, and I'm I'm glad we're talking about it. It doesn't feel like it's been a decade, that's for sure. I
1: know, kind of took you back.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I was surprised when I was, you know, technically ten years old. I was like, wow, because I saw this in the theater. Uh, We took the the stepdaughter was definitely with us for this one, and you know, yeah, like you said. I mean, every there were girls from age. I don't know. Third grade to you know end of college, and then teachers under the sun. Everybody was reading this book.
0: God, I oh, know. is such a great, so everybody... is such a great female role model. Like what a one of the best female like character like of all time. Quick
1: question: How how long before ten years ago did the books come out? Because I'd never heard of them.
0: Uh, written in two thousand eight. Uh, the first one was written in two thousand eight. Okay. Grad school, two thousand eleven, thirteen. But like, remember my first semester of grad school? It was a book like all the girls in grad school were like passing around. Wow. Like I just remember they were all reading it. This is good
1: context.
0: I mean, it's
2: very well written too. That's the. I mean, that's one of the.
0: It. No, it's taught in high school English classes. Yeah. The difference between holds up. The difference between this and like the Twilight series is how well written and how. I mean, it's considered a good piece of literature, which, and Twilight series is kind of, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, you know. (laughs) It's fan fiction. It's glorified fan fan fiction. Yeah, it's romanticizing vampire, teenage vampires. Yeah. Yeah, it's. But this is like high, this is,
0: this is like high end. It's taught in, like I said, high school English classes. It's quality writing.
2: So, I mean, let's get right into it. What works, what works Nico? This, you like this one better than the rest. Obviously. I mean, I do too, but you significantly like this one.
1: Well, this isn't really my genre, so I think overall the, the film worked well. Yeah,
2: it was not think a, it's mine either. But, I mean, how many dystopian movies do I really love? I love Road, though. I argue, comes to mind. I argue
0: it is your genre, Nick. Interesting. We talked Interesting. last let's... couple weeks ago, we mm-hmm. talked about how Top Gun, and we described it as a sports movie disguised as a warm film. Sure. Well, this is a sports movie disguised as a post-apo- post-apocalyptic dystopian film. Mm-hmm. They okay. have the training sequence.
1: Yeah. I they have I the loved. battle
0: in the arena. It's, I mean, it, it literally fits into your... Yeah. That's why you like this one better than the sequels. Yeah. Because this one has more of that sports movie feel, which is one of your favorite genres.
2: I'm drinking that Kool-Aid right there.
0: So, what, 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 what most? you just said, that yeah, part.
2: I'm I don't know how too. much I'm buying into the sports thing, but definitely, like, full-on sports analogy... But within that context of like the training and stuff, you're spot on with Nico. It's Creed. It's Rocky
0: analysis. Three. She's training.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's no, no, Rocky no. Three. <laughs> it's Rocky Three.
0: There's okay, even Cobra, Cobra. There's even Cobra Kai. District One and District Two are blonde. Book, haired, our haired kids from Cobra the, Kai that the, the different dojos, huh?
1: What dojo did you yeah. grow up in? And
2: keep in mind the the movies allowed this to like the movies made this become a wider audience for the books.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, Because oh, sure. the books
2: are much darker than the movies, yep. and
1: more and
0: violent. And
2: if they were, yeah, more violent. And if they were truer to the books, this would have been rated R. However, Katniss Everdeen's intended audience are young females, so they purposely knew that they had to tone this down, otherwise, their person that their this content is for isn't really going to have access to the movie. And so that's why they, you know, and it's still pretty. Like, it gets intense, especially this first one. there's still plenty of close-up kids killing kids i know
1: they did such a good job of not overdoing that but exactly exactly and not glorifying
2: it yep yep, i actually i yep and it's all a lot of times we don't even see them we just hear the bang and in or the boom yeah i'm often
0: annoyed at choices that are made to get a pg-13 instead of the r right and for whatever reason in this film I'm not Oh, it's perfect. It at all. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, they, not, you're not. They pull it, it off. It. They don't they glorify, glorify it. The right, right. Like, like it. it, it I 100 percent agree with you, Nick. They pull it off perfectly.
2: Yeah, they have. I mean, and they had no choice. Like I said, they they, they knew they were going to do this from the start. It wasn't like they got a rated R and we're, you know okay, we got to tone it down. They knew that this was what they they were. They, they were had to appeal to that one audience. And so yeah. the, the books blew up again for younger audiences once the movies started coming out so the books didn't come crazy like at the elementary school the junior highs until the movies came out so jeff jeff knew about this before like what's funny is it hit the you know the young the girls in the tw- in their young 20s and the high school girls before it hit junior high and elementary
1: yeah i but I, um i mean First off, Jennifer Lawrence was was brilliant in this. I just think this started a 10-year career of of brilliant movie after a brilliant movie. I really was looking looking at her filmography, and there's only two bad movies. I think it's Mother and Passengers are the only two I don't approve of. How they drew out this first book and how they told it, like, it's a a two-and-a-half-hour movie, doesn't feel like it. You know, that's always my biggest complaint. I was really enthralled pretty much all the way through, even watching it the second time. I thought how they paced it was pretty perfect.
0: I watched it twice and it was a very easy, like back-to-back kind of, it was a very easy watch back-to-back.
1: I, I can tell you my third favorite thing about this is it's going to be hard for medals because I felt like the main characters didn't shine as much as the side characters shined and I loved all of it. I loved all the support she got leading up to the games. I loved Woody Harrelson's character. I love Lenny Kravitz's character. I even love Wes Bentley's character. Um, <laughs> I thought that they were all shined equally as much as all the stars. In fact, I don't even like Josh Hutchinson. We'll get into that. I think he's probably the worst cast actor in this entire movie. Uh, so, but, but th- those things definitely really worked. So I don't want to bring up what didn't, but some Jeff,
2: what else worked?
0: Yeah. For me, the, the theme of economic inequality, uh, this is a film that accurately captures the social and societal problems of our modern times while managed to, managing to still tell a super entertaining story. And that's a hard trick to pull off that like, this is a popcorn blockbuster in a dystopian uh, film. And I love it when movies are able to like have the entertainment level of a blockbuster, but be a little bit more and strive to be bigger. And I just feel like this film, I, I really feel like it's incredible literature for the times that we're living in. Um, and I just kept drawing uh allegories and metaphors to the the for sure i mean there's
2: tons of layers to this movie like you know like you said it's a it you know comes from the book and it's complex material it's it's not it's not surface material by any means and it just
0: it goes to show that you can you can entertain and be intelligent at the same time for sure and i'd like to see hollywood do more of this and jennifer lawrence is just fantastic in this role
2: yeah, she. What about you, Mark? I, I mean, she she, she. she. She's everything that works. Katniss and Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she really is. She's. She carries everything. She carries a torch from beginning to end, and it's incredible. I know you. You mentioned all these side characters. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all every hero along their journey comes across all these side characters that helps them. So it's just it's playing with you know total like hero's journey obviously and it's you know it's almost like a video game and she's just going along and it's what it reminds me of and I love all of it but she's the key to making it all work and without her this movie sucks so yeah
1: I'll agree with that too and,
2: and the one thing the one frustrating part on the rewatch with that I noticed this time around was how much filler time they use in this movie because of everything that takes place in the other movies and the other books and the way they mapped it out because, I mean, books are way more detailed and there's just things you have to cut, right, from a book that you can't put in a movie. But that being said, you're telling this, you know, story through a trilogy which they turned into four movies like we already discussed. So this one is just, it's a much slower burn than the other ones because they just have big plot points that are coming across their stories in the yep. other ones. And you really feel that on the rewatch in my opinion.
0: Mm. Um, so- but some of that might be what some of that what might be what works almost on the first one though. More is because I like it lets it the first one gets to breathe a little bit more which to a you point it does. in the, yeah, in I the agree sequels that. in the sequels they they pack so much plot oh, into for it. For sure. And they got to for introduce sure. people too. Got to they got introduce this nice, World. They, they it's got a really the tone of this film is really cool.
2: They do, but but I mean, truth be told, on the rewatch, there's a lot of exposition. I mean, we don't get to the Hunger Games until seventy minutes in. Yeah, that's true. So that's I... that's a lot. Yeah, you know? that was it though for me, honestly. I, this was really her movie, and, and Jeff, I mean, Jeff hit the stuff with the dystopian future stuff. Like, there, that's some really good stuff there in the whole, the classes and the districts, the way they do that. I, it's, I mean, it's. Scary, like it's scary to some degree because you think about it. You're well, like, and all you, the parallels
0: to reality you, TV. You, yeah, I
2: mean, you say to yourself, "Huh, how many years away are we potentially from districts?" Hopefully, never. never. But yeah.
0: huh. Well, she based the, the the author Susan Collins based the idea. Oh, I on, the Iraq War, right? On I, the late, yeah. ro- well, no, that's where she got the idea. Um, uh, she got the idea of she was surfing, she was channel surfing, and she is flipping between the Iraq war and a reality TV show.
2: Yeah, that's right. And
0: in both, in both things she was watching, it was young kids, 18 to 22. Some of them were at war and some of them were competing. And she thought what was weird was the Iraq war footage was actually playing out kind of like a reality TV. Yeah. And she had the question in her mind, how far are we from, these two things that I'm flipping back and forth just combining. <laughs> and I wonder she, if she
2: was like watching the Iraq war and like Road Rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Or or the challenge? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm thinking the challenge in the Iraq War. I mean the challenge kind of is Hunger Games if they killed each other instead of just voting each other off. Um but her and then but her the, dad also her,
2: inspired this, right? Did
0: well, because that? her dad Her dad died in the Vietnam War. Yeah. And he was drafted. And that's the whole lottery system that selects them to get in. She drew a lot of that from um the experience that she'd heard she's heard lots of Vietnam vets talk about about that fear of is their number coming up? Are they gonna be drafted?
2: Yeah, and I found this powerful quote that she had, well her father had. She said her father said it was his responsibility to make sure that all his children had an understanding about war. About its cost, its consequences, and that's the heart of the Hunger Games. And so,
0: I'm gonna get back to my original point real quick. Yeah. Um, she historically she based this or had a lot of the idea on. She did drew an allegory from late late Roman Empire because Pan Am, the name the name of the nation or whatever that they're all in. Yeah. Uh, what it, it Pan actually means?
2: I know. I always screw that up. It actually means. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Hunger um, fanatics.
0: <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. Um, it actually me. It's a Latin word, and it means entertainment and food. And um, it comes from what what the Caesars in the late Roman Empire... Wanted, um, they had a... How do you say it? Say the word, Mark.
2: What? Which one? Pa-
0: Panem. Oh, Panem,
2: Panem or Panem.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they had a Panem strategy...
2: And the worst part is, I think of Penang, which is like a type of curry that I get when I'm at a Thai restaurant. So that's the worst of the whole thing. Keep going. So they,
0: (laughs) anyway, they had a Penang strategy on the idea was, if you keep the masses entertained and fed, Mm -hmm. you don't, they're not going to notice the decline of the empire and how everything's going to shit. And that immediately, I started drawing parallels to this film, to Gladiator, which we also potted on. And Katniss and uh, the Russell Crowe character—I see lots of similarities. Um, and that's where I'm taking it full circle. And he even <laughs> yeah, has that, that line, line: "Are you not entertained?" Yeah. Which feels like a line that could have came out of the Hunger Games. One of
2: the best. <laughs> you know how much money Jennifer Lawrence made? How much? Five hundred thousand. How much do you think she? Okay, you got five hundred thousand. So I have her getting paid a million for the Hunger Games, but then I have her getting paid ten million, 10 for, million for the fired, sequel. Okay. And then fifteen million for Mockingjay one and two. You know what? Mine. I think it so was a million. So twenty-six million I have her getting for Katniss Everdeen.
0: Her initial check was five hundred thousand, and then she had a back end deal mm. that pulled in the rest of the that pulled in the rest of the five hundred k. But still, I mean, she, the ten million in the sequel was guaranteed. It wasn't yeah. back end money. So that's, a, just that's a, a that's quite a pay that's that matches different that matches Stifler's I mean, pay rate.
2: She earns it. She earns it. She owns every bit of this whole franchise. So kudos favorite to her. Scene, What's your Nick? favorite scene,
1: Nick? <laughs> uh, the reaping. I thought it was. I mean, so real quick before we get into that, Mark, I think that they're introducing a whole new world and they're introducing a whole new character. And when you were saying it drags on, it's only because you've been exposed to it and you know all about it. If no, you're watching sure. that theater and you don't know about this world yet.
2: You're, no, you're, I, right, you're right. right. My you're favorite
0: right. scenes in this movie are actually all before The Hunger Games. I actually love all yeah. of that leading up, to yeah. be honest.
1: Yeah, I think The Reaping's my favorite scene. It's really intense. Like you, That's that's the one part of the movie you do get emotional about. It's so, so
0: cinematic, too. Yeah. It's such yeah. a cinematic scene. And
1: my, my it, one question for your pondering is, why
0: did she wait even two and a half minutes, or whatever? How
1: I think she waited too long to volunteer <laughs> her
0: well, spot. Well, she, she's probably like, what do I do? How do I, I mean, some of Shock. I don't think
2: she ever thought in a million years that her or her sister were going to be picked. Yeah. Right.
0: At some point, shock's setting in. I was actually so... impressed with how quickly she did it.
1: Oh, really? I'm like, yeah. maybe that's the rewatch that Mark was talking about. I'm like, what's taking so long?
0: I Clearly mean, she made gotta... a promise
1: to I mean, her sister.
2: And really, it's not that it's a... it's, It just it just feels like a slow burn. It, that's okay. It, slow burns are okay. It's just the other ones are just so fast-paced compared. That's all. And, and you just really notice it on the rewatch. That's all.
0: Mark, favorite scene? um
2: i really love the underdog scene with snow with president snow That's so where weird. he you know tries to, he, he, he basically warns him to be careful of an underdog <laughs> yeah that's a <laughs> great it's scene just, it's just a good scene because you see he realizes how powerful katniss has the potential to become he sees the writing on the wall there and it really scares him and and then um well, Donald it's a total Sutherland. patriarch. I almost called him Dennis Donaldson. It's total... just so good, and
0: yeah, it's a total patriarch moment, right? Yeah, because oh, he lived, he lived through the rebellion. Yeah, and he knows how bad that can be. Uh huh. And his son, he's all wrapped up in how cool it is to host the fucking Hunger Games. Yeah, and he's like, he almost doesn't even get like why. I mean, obviously they're doing it for evil reasons, but he doesn't even understand the evil reasons they're doing it for. He's just like no this caddis chick is cool she's gonna win and he's like you have no idea what we're doing here do you yeah yeah and the other
2: scene that i'd love is when she cuts the wasp nest i i really do love that scene just because it's just such a tense moment the whole first time you see it because you see the you know we're warned right now right then that she's gonna start hallucinating potentially she could die all of a sudden she's just you just feel every cut of that branch, and you're just like, "Oh my god, this is the slowest cutting branch ever." And I just right? feel for her. And then once it, once you get that kaboom down there, you're just so like happy. And then the girl dies, and you're like, "Oh geez, wow." <laughs> you you just, think on the, uh, the first time you see it. I think she just assumes they're all going to scatter and run away, and then she's so going to be able. Those hornets make you.
0: Those hornets or wasps or whatever they make you hallucinate. Yeah. Do you think in the. Uh, do you think teenagers in uh, the capital um, get get themselves stung by those wasps on purpose? I seek to, out the wasps for a, for, a, for a good for a good trip. <laughs> that's a good. That's pondering. a that's a pondering I have that is while a, watching. A good,
2: you you, you stumble upon that at midnight there.
0: I I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What's your favorite scene, Jeff? Uh, um, uh,
1: the one thing about that scene too is like i i said that my buddy that i was watching it with i was like katniss wins these things without really killing anybody yeah she
2: and she's yeah she that's her last resort Obviously, one of the
0: best things about this film and these films even all the way the whole story all the way through is katniss stays true to herself to the end she only ever kills in self defense and or when she absolutely has to uh and like the whole fear like uh has that he says he's worried he's gonna change and she doesn't seem worried about that and then it turns out maybe she doesn't have because she never changes like she's still in the end she's looking out for Petey or she's looking out for rue the same way she looked out for her family or her little sister she uh and i I think that's so cool um favorite scene well the reaping is my favorite Favorite scene scene. as well but wow
2: really yours too
0: but I have another one written down because I suspected I somebody else.
2: Don't say it's a no. training.
0: The breakfast scene in the train car. Uh, I, and I picked that one out. It's actually a series of scenes. I love everything between Woody Harrelson and Jennifer Lawrence. There's an incredible chemistry of mentor and student. They build an incredible chemistry that you don't see. And every scene between them is money. But it, and kind
1: it kind of takes a turn, right? At first, he's just a drunk, and then he starts right. caring about her, and it builds from there.
0: And you could just, and you can see when, like, I love when, you know, Petey goes in and starts waving, and he, like, gives her the knife and said, here, you're going to need this, because he obviously knows what he's doing. Or he kind of gives her that. She's like, he's like, the real key to survival is getting people to like you.
1: I mean, um, you're right, though. One last scene that I do, I love the scene with Lenny Kravitz, and in the same way that you love the Woody Harrelson. Yep. Right before she goes in the tube. Yeah. Exactly. It's good. It is good. It's
2: good. That's good. That's good. That's, that's even one when the they first meet. The I'm with you. Even the, I
0: love that line when he says, I'm sorry, this is happening to you. And she says, most people congratulate me. And he's like, I don't really see the point in that. Uh, and, like, he gets her... A, such a Lenny Kravitz is great in this movie.
1: He's a great actor, he, even in yeah. Precious. Yeah, I mean, he's always good, right? He's...
0: Once again, The Hunger
2: Games... When the material is serious, you know that other people are going to be on board and serious with it. So, like, even all the sequels, all the side characters they get, like just like we already said, we get Julia Moore, Moore that shows, shows up in the sequels, too. All these people are great. Woody Harrel, Like you said, Woody Harrelson, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be on all our metal stands, but we're going to get there soon enough. But um, should we talk some quotes? Anybody have a favorite quote?
0: Hope is the only thing stronger than fear. A little hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. A spark is fine, as long as it's contained. Yep. President right. Snow.
1: Yep. Thank Got you it. for your consideration. <laughs> that bow was that bow was money. So,
2: so that really scene money. I love. That scene I love. Um, I don't really love the other scene though, where they're like sizing each other up for like what seems only like a half an hour. <laughs> Where they're just kind of wandering around a room and able right. to just
1: showing off their up skills. Randomly. Yeah, showing off their like, skills. That's,
2: that, that scene just feels a little weird to me.
0: But, but you mean uh, with you mean with District One Cobra Kai, sending yeah.
2: smirks over and yeah, I'm just yeah, like, wait, yeah, what, yeah, movie, exactly.
0: what movie did we wander and in, wander into? Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: And why are they always blonde? I grew up blonde. Was I a villain as a kid? <laughs> um, may the odds be ever in your favor.
1: Uh, great one. I I was posting that over Facebook every time a movie came out. It's two, three, and four came out on opening day. I would always post, may the odds be ever in your favor.
2: Nico, any
1: other favorite lines? No. In Dialogue's can, one of my least favorite parts of this movie. What yeah, was? It's not... Dialogue. Yeah, I know the
0: dialogue. It was really hard. It was really hard finding favorite quotes.
2: Yeah, the movie's not like, you're not sitting there like, wow, that was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is weird. That's why they it's got so... like a no-name girl.
1: And, the acting, the performances, <laughs> like,
0: everything's good. They but just right.
2: got lucky that Jennifer Lawrence is such a good actor. Yeah, that she's really. a star. Yeah.
0: It's a, big, yeah,
2: it's a big part of it. So. What happened?
0: What didn't work, Mark? I think you have something.
2: Boo!
0: Oh, oh, Boo! Boo!
2: Oh, well, I think it's more of a missed opportunity than what didn't work. They kind of just like nonchalantly show off the game board in the first one without really showing it off too much. Right. Where they're just like, "Oh, look, I can move a tree right here. Oh, look, I can start a fire real quick." But It like, was
0: done so much better in Cabin Fever.
2: Or I, I, no, no, Cabin in the Woods. But yes, Cabin I know in the what Woods. About. Yeah. But sure. I feel
0: like it was done so much better in that So much better in Cabin Fever. Even or, in the woods. or even in Truman, even in uh, the Truman show. Yeah. Like the, the, they, they they don't take advantage. A in
2: that. Well, even and then it's all, i think they almost realized it because later in the in the sequels they do a better job right with with the game board but i like the dog thing is just so nonchalant and well they're terrible okay
0: by the way those are your those are your your big season finale like monsters those things were fucking terrible
2: i know they, and they, they felt they're like the most just,
0: nondescript looking dogs i've ever seen in my life I mean, it just
2: felt like something it it felt well, that like, was it like, it felt like the big three-headed dog from Harry Potter was split into like three tiny dogs, that were <laughs> and maybe I'm too much of
0: a maybe I'm too much of a cabin in the woods fan, <laughs> and I was like all those cool monsters. They so maybe you're right them. too. i I'm the dogs didn't
2: really do it for me either. I'm but... expecting
0: more, but like I was, yeah, I, I was bothered. I had that on my list of what didn't work. I had one other big thing that I kind of had a problem with. Uh, the and I wasn't alone. Critics everywhere grilled them for this. The shaky cam work, and I know they were doing it to probably not show some of the violence, it's not very good. Yeah. It's just not very, like, it's not very cinematic. Um, and it doesn't, that that should be a really cool scene in the beginning, when all the mayhem's happening. And the camera work's just so shaky, it just, it, do, it doesn't work for me.
2: I don't you know what else didn't work for me? Hopefully okay. Josh you Hussinson. Know? Yeah, you know why we don't see Josh Hutt- Hutchinson oh, he's ever terrible. do any of those disguises on himself? Because he can't fucking do them. And it's so unlikely, it's so dumb for his character. Like, when she's just walking by the rocks, and he's he literally looks like a rock. <laughs> PETA deserved like,
0: better. That was super weird. I'm just, weird. I'm just like, weird.
2: come on, man. No way.
0: PETA deserved better. Like, where do you-
2: yeah, PETA did deserve better. I agree. Like, I... It- and Josh I, Hutchinson I, I, was like a heartthrob because of this. So we're in the minority wow. on this, I think.
0: I I know. Well, I I'm not a. You mentioned earlier. I'm not even a big Gale fan. In the, no, me in neither. The, I have I, in I, my I,
2: notes. I don't think I need any of the Katniss, I, 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 Peta, Gale, well, any of it. But obviously, well, no, I think they
0: should have had better actors. I, I like mean, I, that's think, too, I think fine. I think the problem is Jennifer Lawrence so overshadows those two boys that like. They like we just talked yeah. about how great her scenes are because Woody Harrelson's an incredible actor. Yeah, they, I I think they casting. This is a. I'm glad you're with me on this because I really, I needed I needed a better Peta, it, I and I think the, I think it's a yeah. better movie if I they need a better Peta. I need a that. better Gale. But yes, I'm
2: okay with. Like, they could have realized in the movies that how good Katniss was, and they could have just been all in on Katniss. Yep. They could make this movie with PETA well, and but the, Gale never even being in it.
0: Well, the and, big... No, but the big part of the story was the... I disagree, because that love story, and the way he sells it, is a, such a crucial part of the story. Especially the it, fact that just, we don't know if Katniss is all in on it. And you know why she's not all in? Because all in? Josh Hutchinson sucks. Otherwise, yeah. that's why... That's it why does. she couldn't like figure out if she wanted She's to. She got all in because
2: she still likes Gale, who also sucks.
0: <laughs> right, that's true too.
1: <laughs> I don't think he got enough, big enough role in it. Speaking of what doesn't work, I mean, he's a megastar. He's a Hemsworth, right? Like, how did he get like three minutes? To well, spend he has time? a bigger role
0: in the sequels, and he they does. planned they planned to make like all three books were. It wasn't like they made this and they're like yeah, now. Isn't make
2: he a like sequel. a Hemsworth not named Thor?
1: Yeah, he was the, <laughs> the next coming. I just don't think he got enough, and he was really good too. He was way better than Josh Hutchinson, so Agreed. 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 It, it it doesn't feel right to me.
2: Oh, he is way better. Than Josh <laughs>
1: but I already talked about what doesn't Josh work. For him. I didn't, I didn't think so he was bad. very good, but he was still better help than Josh that
2: Hutchinson. Josh Hutchinson's special power is he can cover himself with leaves. That that does not help his stock at he's all. He's
0: strong. He's supposed to be strong.
2: So I know I he's strong too.
1: but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the kid's like. I also five don't five. know that. I also <laughs> don't know that
0: camouflage and cake decorating are the same skill. Yeah, me neither. I... mean <laughs> Like, I... Poor guy. Well, he didn't get... I mean, you mentioned Jennifer Lawrence's run after these movies. There's not much of a run for Josh Hutchinson after these films. <laughs> so his, his... Poor guy's big tryout. <laughs> Career corner. What do you got for us, Mark?
2: You guys know who Gary Ross is? The director. Correct. He <laughs> is the director. Um apparently he likes to write scripts and direct movies and he's just really slow because i don't know if you've looked at his filmography at all but his first movie was, was pleasant which is uh, or well <clears throat> his first movie that we would know excuse me was uh um,
0: dave but he didn't direct it he wrote it
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just pulling up his director of filmography
0: here. Sorry. I got to look director. Pleasantville. Yeah, that is his first film. You're, yeah. you're right, Mark. I, yeah. Sorry, so I was looking up. He's, he's I was written, looking up on um, Ryder. I didn't know he wrote more. Big.
2: Yeah, he wrote Big. That's where he got... And that's Dave. Where he, he, and yeah, he... he, he but, yeah, but I mean, big, was, big was like... Yeah, Big was five years before Dave. But uh, Big gets his name out there, obviously. And then he did Mr. Baseball. I remember that movie with Tom Selleck. But uh, he's only directed a few movies... And they're all good. Pleasantville was his first movie directed. C-Biscuit. This isn't a
0: bad, this is not a bad filmography, actually. Like,
2: then The Hunger Games, then The Free State of Jones. Which, which is good. He, that's a good is film. It is good, and some people don't like it. And he says he tells all those people to pound sand because it's his favorite thing he's ever done. And he did Pleasantville and Seabiscuit and Hunger Games, which are all, like, you know, I mean, everybody, I think, yeah. will vouch for those movies. And then he did Ocean's 8, which that's the one. that's the girl's one, right?
0: Yes, that is the ladies' one. Yeah, that that's a pretty good first three movies: Pleasantville, Seabiscuit, Hunger Games. Yeah, Ocean that's Day a solid. Not terrible. You're right. So. He waits like five years. He waits yeah, like five years I mean. between he, projects because he likes
2: to write those scripts, yep. and direct them. And he's quote he has quotes saying, basically, look, you got to write the thing before you you can direct the thing, and it takes some time, and it takes time, and, and, and but he's had a great career. And also Mark, I'm know, so glad
0: you went. I'm so glad you went with him. I did not realize this guy was. I was. Yeah, well, I, I was kind of thinking a no name had did this movie. This is. Well,
2: what drew me fantastic. to him was the back to back combo of Pleasantville and Seabiscuit, which, which is good. Is yeah. probably why he got the the gig for Hunger Games because I'm TVs sold on great. writing. David I mean, Big. Seabiscuit. He was nominated for best director for the Oscars. Yeah. So I mean, and that did no. It didn't win best picture, did it?
0: I mean, no, it did not. No, it was not. Dave and Big are out auto- of, I mean, those are arguably just all-time classics. I remember,
2: I saw Dave in the theater. And then he wrote Lassie, the 1994 <laughs> classic Lassie, I enjoyed, which apparently, so I enjoyed Lassie, Lassie in 94. I'm teasing him now, but which apparently had a video game adaptation, and I'm what? like, really? There was a Lassie video game?
0: <laughs> you gotta
2: say. <save> <laughs> That's
0: why I love IMDb. We are into some metals. Oh,
2: metal time, metal, 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 metal time, everybody. Let's hear it, Mark. Uh, oh, Effie Trinket got my honorable mention, and one Miss Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I know Nico didn't love her as much as Jeff and I, but uh gary ross our director that we just talked about got my bronze medal one woody harrelson mr haymich got my silver medal uh like i already mentioned one other time on this podcast maybe twice already about my whole hero on a journey and that's definitely you know the little guy's hut you go into to get you know your weapons or your magic potions or whatever and yep I, I, like he's so great and he's so important to her Staying alive, obviously. That scene where he you know, lobbies for a sponsor to send her the ointment. Remember, it's not him that sends the ointment. He's got to go back. Like, he's he's got to go, go talk someone in who can afford it. Like he doesn't have. He 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 doesn't have access to that. Obviously, it's been made clear. And but all, my gold goes to Katniss. It has to. It it <laughs> it has to. So and if yours doesn't, you better change it right now. So. <laughs> But uh, where you at, Jeff? Where you at with these medals?
0: All right. Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to say Mr. Kravitz. And I'm going to say Mr. Kravitz because that is how Jennifer Lawrence referred to him on set. Oh, I love because it. Because she first met him while filming X-Men First Class with his daughter. And she always referred to her daughter's father as Mr. Kravitz. And Zoe Kravitz
1: was... is in X-Men. I didn't know that. Awesome.
0: And she, and she thought did. it was so weird to call him anything but Mr. Kravitz, so she refused. Uh, and Elizabeth Banks. I think both of them are fucking fantastic. They're my honorable mentions. My bronze goes to Woody Harrelson. He is great in this movie. Uh, his, it's, gr- it's a great character, but hard role to play off, uh, hard to pull off. And I think Woody does it fantastically. Not changing my medals, Mark, but Jennifer Lawrence gets my silver. She's great in this movie. She owns the role of Kat- Katniss. But my gold goes to Susan Collins. She came up with this brilliant story. Um, this source material that, like I said, plays like a blockbuster, but it actually is way deeper than that. And if it weren't for the rich source material, these movies wouldn't be any good. You should have changed so, your
2: medals because Susan I, would be mad that you didn't even know her name's Suzanne. <laughs> Bam! Drummond's dropping oh. the hammer on your medal podium. Should have switched. Suzanne Collins,
0: more. Suzanne Collins gets the gold.
2: Yeah, Suzanne Collins gets the gold. Good job, Suzanne. Anyways, Nico, who are your medals going to?
0: I'm gonna say honorable
1: mention. I mean, I, I never do honorable mentions, so the fact that I'm giving multiple is, is what I all I tested to earlier. I I'm gonna give one to Rue. I'm gonna give one to Stanley Tucci. I'm gonna give one to Wes Bentley. But ultimately, the bronze is going to go to Cena, Lenny Kravitz. I loved his part. It was a, such a tiny role. He comes back in the second one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he dies. I can say that because we probably won't ever do the second one. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson, I always talk about him a lot. I, he's such a good co-star in everything he does. And I, I think I talked about that like three pods ago. And I brought up his role here in The Hunger Games. But he's probably my favorite character in this movie. He just doesn't get enough screen time. So uh, for that, I got to give him the silver. But
2: Yeah, he gets a lot though. He gets yeah. more than any other, yeah. other side character. That's yeah,
1: so and he's he's doing the background work for Katniss while she's inside, like you said. So I, I love that aspect of it, but you're right, Jennifer Lawrence, it's the beginning of an incredible career run. And one that's, I mean, she's like in her early thirties. This is very meaningful to watch her as a kid, be able to pull this off and what she's 20 done years in old her when she career. this. 20?
0: 20 years old.
1: Wow. So she's only really like 30 right now. That's incredible. And to win an Oscar and to be nominated multiple times, it's, It was fun, you're right. This movie wouldn't be the same without her, and she absolutely deserves it.
2: Boom. Things we missed. What did we miss, Nico?
0: No, Midnight Ponderance.
2: Oh, holy cow, it's that late. (laughs) I forgot we got Midnight Ponderance. Well, it's because of one of your best ones you already
1: used.
0: It's true. It's true. Midnight Ponderance.
1: You got any Ponderance?
0: So that uh, good luck charm she gave her sister really didn't pan out, did it? No, it didn't, actually. I... (laughs) <laughs> it always cracks me up when she gives it back to her sister because I was like, "Is she giving it back for the right reasons?" Or she's like, "I've had nothing but bad luck since so this fucking thing was in my possession. I gotta get it out of here." Um, I liked this movie the first time I saw it when it was called The Running Man. <laughs> the Running Man. It <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> um, so
2: this is a better version of The Running Man, though. <laughs> oh, agreed.
0: Agreed. <laughs> so if they don't the want running all man is a
2: guiltier pleasure than sure this is. <laughs>
0: but i just I, I thought i'd throw it out there it, this for those who actually, don't know the
2: running man it's an 80s classic starring arnold schwarzenegger goes it is an 80s classic. and you can hate at us later
0: <laughs> um this is a much better movie so so they don't want all of them to die like they want they have to have a winner because otherwise that's why they freaked out when they were going to commit suicide right then why do they send all of the dog? What if the dogs got all of them when they sent him after them? What happens then?
2: I think they. I think they have the power to make the so dogs like turn it off. disappear as <laughs> as quickly as they have the power to make them. Appear. Okay.
0: Okay, I can give it. I can give you that. So as
2: soon as they bite the ankle of the last living person, maybe they're just like poof, and that person's like, "Wait, what the hell? I was pretty sure there was a dog just biting my ankle." But is this. I don't know though. I hear you. Does
0: this film exist in the same universe as the Truman Show, and is that where this dome was first built? Was for Truman, and then <laughs> hundred years, the one hundred years, and a rebellion later, they started having um, Hunger Games on there after they had a man live his whole life on there. I was. It looked very similar. Like <laughs> the things yeah. that
1: keeps on up after
0: midnight. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that's that's all I got. Uh, I
2: didn't have any powder. I was low on my ponderings. But uh, anything we missed, Nico?
1: A few things. There was a lot of things that happened in the book that didn't happen in the movie. Before we get to that, I always think it's better to watch the movie first. And I've gotten several arguments about this. You just don't make those comparisons when you can go read it afterwards. But obviously we don't well, live in that world. But um, the, the thing... The two we're things movie
2: of, people, so... It's an tra- easy
1: gimme. Do you agree with me, though?
2: I mean, it's... I th- well, here's the thing. People that are into books, they love the books ninety nine percent of the time more than the movie. It's true. But it's I'm true. not that person. So, like, I, I don't even like to have the debate because it's just not a debate for me. Because I'm just over here, like, you know what? I probably don't have the time to read the book, and it's not going to happen. So. But <laughs> well, I like to. Here's
0: what I. Here's what I tell everybody when they talk about books and movies. I'm like, so you're telling me they're going to pay millions and millions of dollars and hire professional actors, some of the best act, some of the best people at acting in the world to act this thing out in front of me with special effects, or I can read the fucking book and leave it up to my imagination. I'm taking, I'm taking the million dollar production every fucking time.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, you're right. It's, it's not even a fair take. So it's easy for me to stand on a podium and say that. Um, so one thing that I found really interesting is, um, I want to say Haymaker, I don't know, Haymitch. Uh, his addiction goes really deep in the book. Um, and it, apparently that, for, for several victors, that was the case after the, winning the Hunger Games. I thought that was makes really sense.
0: interesting. Makes and sense. Totally he gets over makes it pretty, sense. He gets over it pretty quickly in the movie. Right, which I mean, <laughs> he's he's drunk the first like two scenes, and then he's never drunk again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's the most responsible one. Right, the whole yeah, like, <laughs> There was a swear jar, There was a swear jar on set, uh, and director gary ross said that over half of it was contributed to by jennifer lawrence i believe that. so she was a foul-mouthed 20 year old
2: she also gave josh hutcherson a concussion on set yes
0: she did kicked him <laughs> knocked him out said be better peter
2: he told her to kick him he told her to kick higher above his head and she she when she tried she kicked him right in the face
0: <laughs> well, i mean when you said she was when you when you said she was hard to work with mark i didn't know that that's the, <laughs> that might have something to do with it yeah he's out cold Uh um this film was released by Lionsgate, and it is the first film not released by a big six studio oh the big six for those of you that don't know 20th century fox walt disney pictures paramount warner brothers columbia or universal to gross over 400 million dollars in the united states uh lionsgate knew they had a winner on this and they actually had to, they kept cutting budgets from other lion gates films in order to get this film to 88 million, which is what they think they thought they needed for it to work. So just imagine you're on another Lionsgate film and they're like, we need another 10 million for the hunger games. <laughs> <laughs> work with what you got.
1: Hey, I like that story though. I really do. I like it. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, Jeff, I, I have that, uh, in the book the when they're going through the Capitol the first time, PETA holds uh, Katniss's hand and she's against it. And that's the beginning of their relationship. But in the book, that was actually uh, Lenny kravitz idea, which I thought was pretty interesting because it's quite different than what it turned into in the movie.
2: It is quite different. And I I think that's kind of why I probably left Suzanne off my metal podium. And I, Mm -hmm. and I don't, um, I kind of wish I put her on it because Jeff You know, gave her gold. So I feel bad now, obviously, right? But 85 million copies she got. This book worldwide. 85 million copies have been sold. Well, between all of them. Between the three of them. Like, that's how huge of a... She's worth $90 million. She's an author. Wow. Most authors aren't worth squat. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy how much of a phenomenon the Hunger Games became. So, his final thoughts, Nico?
1: Um, I, We talked about a little bit over text, just what it meant to be a kid in that generation and look forward to these movies and to go... Th- I know it doesn't really fit with the theme we've been talking about, but just to watch these with my little brother really meant the world to me at the time.
2: Oh, that's a good shout-out. You got it in. So. Yeah,
1: I know. So, it started this late-night... Conversation of parenting between me and Mark, and like these things were everything. And when you lo- when you knew they were coming out, which was four consecutive years in a row, just to see them go through that was such a gift. And I would go through it again. I can't wait for the next series of this quality. Like Jeff said, there's a lot of depth here, and I can't wait for the next one.
2: Jeff, final thoughts?
0: Fun. It it almost feels like uh, a forgotten. I'm just gonna keep calling it a trilogy. Uh, but it almost feels like a forgotten trilogy and you forget I mean these movies made like four hundred million dollars uh, at least three hundred million dollars each yeah and um all of them pretty critically acclaimed and it's pretty rare nowadays a lot of times movies either a blockbuster hit or it's critically acclaimed you don't get both very often and it's just i I, I kept thinking I was glad that we were revisiting this film because it it doesn't it feels like it doesn't get mentioned with like a lot with like the Harry Potters and then the star Wars and the, the Marvels and kind of the others. And I'm not saying it's as good or better than any of those, but I just, it feels kind of almost weirdly forgotten and I don't know why that is. So I'm glad we're keeping it alive. Yep.
2: No, they did. And you know, this was a good, good, good call. Good choice. Good trip down memory lane. And, a good reminder of how good Jennifer Lawrence was. But uh, on behalf of uh, Jeff, Nick, and myself, thanks again, everybody, for listening to another edition of Movie Tales. We'll see you again.